This is the Vice Guide to Right Now, your inside look into the best of vice. It's Friday, March 29th. I'm Sophie Casas. Today, we're going behind the scenes of a new Vice documentary called Growing Up Off the Grid. Growing up off the grid, learning the skills that I have has just made me like more aware of myself and my surroundings. Growing up around death and knowing that that is necessary in order for me to survive, I think it's made me know the importance and appreciate life so much more. Growing Up Off the Grid is a short film that follows Maddie Lorke, a 17-year-old who grew up in the foothold of the Blue Ridge Mountains. In some ways, Maddie is just like other teens her age. She loves Lord of the Rings, she loves to paint, she goes mountain biking with her friends. But Maddie possesses skills that many of her teenage counterparts do not. And that's because she was raised off the grid. So she hikes in the woods around her house, hunts deer, and she's learned a lot of survival skills. Sponsored by Amazon Prime's new series, Hannah, Vice went to meet Maddie and her father, Nathan, to learn what off-the-grid living actually looks like, to see how it's shaped Maddie as she enters adulthood, and how it's helped her prepare to do a six-month-long solo hike on the Appalachian Trail. So today, I'm talking with the producer of Growing Up Off the Grid, Lydia Randall. Hi, Lydia. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Hey, thank you for having me. Of course. So today we are talking about your newest short doc with Vice called Growing Up Off the Grid. I want to start with Maddie. Just tell us a little bit about what off the grid means in your doc and kind of what her lifestyle is like and who she is. Yeah, so... Off the grid, meaning literally, you know, off the electrical grid, right? So in in Maddie's case, this this has changed a lot, I think, over the course of her childhood and teenage years. And I think when they first her dad Nathan when and her mother, when they first decided when they first decided to um pursue this lifestyle, that meant no running water. It meant, if I'm not mistaken, no electricity. Now they have, they do have um, some running water set up. They have solar power, which is, you know, the case for more and more American families now, right? Like I think I was reading a study that said that by 2035, they're expecting that 12% of American households will be technically off grid, right? Because our solar power capacities are getting so much better. But I think more than that in this context, it, it refers to kind of the way of life that Maddie had growing up which was one that really emphasized nature and being outside and hiking and I think a form of sustainable living that, you know, me as a producer coming in from New York City was, it was really admirable and and um, especially environmental concerns are growing and are so prevalent in our discourse to see someone actually walking the walk, so to speak, was was really awesome. I'm curious how you found Maddie because she does live so off the grid. Like, how did this doc come to be? Mm. So, yeah, this is a sponsored piece, which means um, it's sponsored by Amazon Prime. They have a new series coming out called Hannah, which is the story of a young girl who is raised in the wilderness and kind of learns these survival skills as a result of that. So 
When this was brought to me, we wanted to find someone who kind of embodied what off-grid living looks like today in the States. And I think that can mean a lot of different things. And funnily enough, quite hard to contact people who choose to live off-grid, if you can imagine. And we had a fairly tight timeline in which to do this. So we, you know, myself, along with the creative director, Straith, and our casting AP, Gina, we started looking around. Instagram, actually, was was a pretty good resource here. Um, a lot of people who do live off-grid, you know, if they have wares that they're selling on Etsy or, you know, they'll have Instagram pages that kind of document like what their lifestyle looks like. So that was a great resource. I contacted many, many outdoor survival skill um, schools to see if they knew um, of anyone who might be interested in participating. Uh, And we also talked to a lot of photographers, right? Because the problem with producing a piece like this on a short timeline, I think we had about a week to kind of find a source or a subject, I should say, is is that you don't have time to physically go to meet your potential subjects. You don't have time to kind of build that rapport before before going out there. And so what we ended up doing is there was a photographer called Lucas Folia who he, he, he does beautiful, beautiful um, off-the-grid photography. This is kind of what he's specialized in. He has a whole repertoire of work that focuses on um, people and communities that have chosen to live off-grid sustainable lifestyles so we got in touch with him and he agreed to come on as a fixer for this project and so in doing that he you know he said that he'd actually gone and spent time with Nathan and his family about 10 years ago and he said you know I think that you know his 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 daughters would be around their teens now which is you know we were looking to profile um, a young person who'd kind of grown up with this lifestyle and so after that he he said, I have someone in mind, let me reach out to them first. So he reached out to um, to Nathan, I believe, and, and talked to him about whether he would be interested in, in even just kind of starting that conversation with me. I think that was a really important thing for Lucas to do is not, not just put me right in touch with the family, but to make sure that they were on board with this first and that they were happy to be, to be you know, to at least start the conversation. And so uh, after Nathan said he, he was interested, I got on the phone with him, explained it to him, and then he put me in touch with Maddie. And from there, it actually happened pretty quickly. Within about five days, we were we were there and um, hanging out with them and seeing what life looked like for them. It was really cool. That's amazing. I'm, I'm curious about Nathan, because um, your piece is about Maddie, his 17-year-old daughter, and we're going to talk a lot about Maddie as the interview unfolds. But what is Nathan's story? I mean, what first motivated him to move his family into the woods and kind of go off grid? So Nathan grew up in Atlanta. He grew up in a city. And he said that he was, we asked him that question, he said that he was put off by the fact that there sort of seemed to be a bit of a disconnect with people, you know, kind of really recognizing things like where their food comes from and this kind of excess that we live in. And so he actually runs an outdoor, you know, survival skills, outdoor education center quite close to where they live. The decision for him was about really owning all parts of that process. So kind of living a sustainable lifestyle and knowing where your food comes from and having respect for the animal that you go out and, you know, you raise and then you kill and you eat. You know, it's it's having ownership of all parts of that process. And I also think probably having, you know, having young kids and wanting them to be 
connected to their food, connected to nature, was probably a large part of um, of why he made that decision. Yeah. On that note, I want to talk about the opening scene of your doc. So it it starts with Maddie making a deer hide and. I really admired how kind of up close you filmed that shot so you could really see what she was actually doing, which is she's using this sharp tool and she's scraping off meat and fat from this hide and, you know, that will eventually become leather. And you really kind of got in there and showed sort of the dirty details of this work and sort of how closely she is relating to the natural world around her. And in that scene, Maddie talks about her relationship to death and sort of how she's hyper aware that that death and kind of hunting for her food is a really crucial part of her life and it kind of helps her take stock of what it means to live and to live in the moment and to be present and for me this was both refreshing and kind of striking in 2019 you know we both live in New York City and you know we ride the train and 95% of people are sort of like on their phones and on the internet and living these sort of virtual worlds where being present in the moment takes a backseat now. You know, when we go look at a beautiful sunset, we take a photo of it and we sort of see that sunset through a lens or a screen and we think about it in terms of how other people are going to view it or like it. And Maddie is the complete opposite. She's a 17-year-old and she's so present in the moment and she's so attuned to what it means to fend for herself and to kind of live from moment to moment. And I'm curious like how you experienced Maddie. What kind of struck you about her age and the way that she was living. Mm. Yeah, well, as you said, coming from, we flew in from New York City and the first thing that we did with Maddie was get the goats out and we went on this hike and it was just straight up. And let me tell you, we had some, <laughs> we had some heavy equipment with us. So it was um, definitely, uh, you know, throw you in the deep end kind of kind of moment. But it was, I mean, it, it, it was wonderful. And I mean, it's interesting looking at Maddie because I think she, in some ways, is, you know, like any other teenager, you know, like she's obsessed with fantasy. She loves Lord of the Rings. She really likes to paint. You go into her room and it was, you know, what you'd expect from any other teenager's room that you go into. But then on the other hand, she's, you know, we talked a lot about what growing up in the way that she has has sort of meant to her and how it's kind of shaped her outlook and I think that's where you see kind of the key differences coming in right is she talks about her relationship to death and she says that you know I don't I don't look at death in the same way that maybe some of my teen counterparts might she says since she was little there's been this understanding that like you can have an animal you can love that animal you can respect that animal and you can also kill and eat that animal because that is like knowing where your food comes from our food comes from somewhere you know even if we're not even if we make the decision to be vegetarian your food comes from somewhere and there is a supply chain along the way and I think for Maddie the point that she made was that she's very aware of that process and so Having that understanding, I think I think in some ways it's just her personality, but in others, I think the way that she's raised has really, she does seem to have this kind of very amazing philosophical outlook and this kind of maturity that does seem beyond her years. 
the the most touching thing, like moment that we had with her was we'd finished this hike up to the this this ridge, and it was beautiful. You're in the Blue Ridge Mountains. They really do look blue. It's it's amazing. It's really stunning. And uh, we get up to the top, and we were talking about the fact that she's going to hike the Appalachian Trail. We're talking about why she made that decision. You know, the youngest person to ever do it, I think, was was 15, 15 or 16. So she's not, she's not far off that, and she's solo hiking it with her dog, who you see in the documentary. And she said for a moment, like, she'd thought about doing the PCT, which is over on the West Coast, but that the reason she had decided to hike the AT instead was that, you know, she's grown up in the Appalachian Mountains, and she said that the trees and the woods and kind of all of the foliage there she knows it and she said you know I know these trees like I I know these trees like I I recognize their faces which was so poignant to me because someone who's grown up in the woods like Maddie has she said she knows that valley like the back of her hand it's really familiar to her and it's really um that that was such a touching moment because it, it makes you realize like how important her surroundings and how connected she is to to nature in a way that a lot of us living in cities (laughs) um forget to be and I think it's a great thing yeah absolutely her relationship to her home those woods and the nature around it was really really powerful in the film and this hike that she's planning on going on a six-month solo hike of the Appalachian Trail it feels a lot like kind of a coming-of-age trip it's You know, she'll for the first time be using the skills that her father taught her to fend for herself, but completely on her own. And I'm I'm curious, like it made me think about her relationship to her dad and her relationship to this lifestyle. It's clear that she is grateful in many ways and extremely connected to the lifestyle. But I'm also wondering, you know, she's 17. She lives a sort of extreme and isolated life separate from a lot of other teenagers and different from what other teens live like. And I'm curious if there was any tension that you sensed ever about whether or not she longed for anything different or if she felt totally sort of at peace with the lifestyle her dad had given her. Yeah, so I mean a couple of things on that. She's she's not extremely isolated. She she did she wasn't homeschooled. You know, she had, she went to a charter school growing up. She was quite a small school, granted. But you know, she did that and she had like free she went to high school and she's she's kind of got friends from school. Her mother actually lives in in town, so she now and she she works at a sushi restaurant in town. So she kind of has this duality now, I think. Okay. Yeah, which That's is really interesting. Yeah, and which um but but you can tell in talking to her that she, I mean, she plans on living off grid when she has her own place. She wants to she wants to still embody that that lifestyle. But yeah, you asked about the tension, and definitely, I mean, we asked her that. We were like, Maddie, when you were growing up, like, were there moments that this was frustrating for you? And she was like, Yeah, you know, she was like, it's 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 a lot of work sometimes, you know, like she has to like heat her own cabin with wood that she collects and puts in and it's it's there's a lot of work that's involved I think in in living off the grid and you know she was like I don't get the pop culture references that my friends get sometimes and she was like you know it would have been nice to have the internet and definitely there were like moments of tension as there are with any 
teenage yes, parent relationship. <laughs> but, you know, she said that that was definitely um, something that she wished at times that she could have had. But I think now, reflecting on it, I think I got the sense at least that that she's pretty grateful to have, I think, the skill sets that she has outweigh knowing what Kim Kardashian had for breakfast, you know? <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, it's pretty cool. She's she's a really amazing person. Um, it's an interesting choice as the producer of this film to not include sort of the outside world in it. You know, you kind of zoomed in on her life in the woods and it's really interesting to talk to you and kind of get that behind the scenes information that like, oh, she actually has other teenage friends and you know her mom lives in town like that is so interesting to me to think about that duality in her life because you know you made the choice and I think it's totally valid to zoom in on the ways that she's living off grid but it did make me think like I wonder you know if she's around other people other than her dad, is she around other teenagers? You know, what is that kind of dynamic in her life? So that that's really interesting to hear about. I'm curious what Maddie is thinking of doing after this six-month hike. She's 17. A lot of kids are going to be going to college or at least thinking about that, making a decision, am I going to go or not? What's her plan? Yeah, so... She, I, I don't, I don't know that she knows yet. I think, at the moment, she's thinking in terms of preparing for the Appalachian Trail. She has recently adopted a puppy, who is very cute, and you know, you'll see in the doc she puts a little backpack on him that she's going to train him to sort of wear, and he's going to do the trail with her. And so I think she's really prepared on training her dog, on getting ready herself, on saving money. As you saw, she was tanning that deer hide she turns those into little um bags and items that she sells on an etsy account she's also a super talented artist and lists her art on her instagram and we actually tried to go to uh one of her art shows and it wasn't open the day that we were there which was really unfortunate but she definitely talked about going to college and and she has a place in mind that she would want to go and kind of what she'd want to study but i also think Maddie's thinking in terms of the AT at the moment, in terms of the next six months, and good on her. You know, like I think there's so many of us that could benefit from taking some time out after high school to figure out what it is that we want to do, and like what better way to do that than on this like completely monumental hike? You know? Yeah, totally. It's it's a very cool decision. Um, if I were bearing witness to Maddie's life, I feel like I would come back wanting to change a few things about my own life because I I feel so disconnected at times living in New York. And um, it's something I think a lot about. So did making this film make you want to change anything about your own life? And then also in general, what do you want your viewers to take away from watching it? Yeah, it definitely, I mean, Maddie, Maddie kind of talks about her morality in terms of death and and it definitely made me think twice about that you know like you definitely think a little more about where your food is coming from after spending time with someone like Maddie and just to like slow down and and appreciate things I mean her knowledge of and appreciation of like the nature around her is really incredible and I think like something that we could all learn from so you know, it's hard to do that in New York, but um, it'll certainly make me, I think, just try and be a little more intentional with what I'm doing, how I'm looking at what I eat, how I'm taking time out to kind of like 
look at the world around us and appreciate the beauty that we have in front of us. In terms of like the takeaways that I'd really like people to take from from this piece, I mean, yeah, Maddie has skills that many other teenagers do not have. She can build a fire from basically nothing. It was amazing. Our creative director, Straith, um, was looking this up after, afterwards, after we'd gotten back and said that it's something that can usually take people up to like six months to a year to like learn how to perfect. Pretty sure Maddie did it on her first time. So that's kind of, you know, she just, she has these skills. It's the way that she's been raised. She knows how to shoot a gun. She knows she's self-sufficient. She, you know, she knows where her food is coming from. And not just a gun, but also bow and arrow. Bow and arrow, yeah. She's, and which is, which is amazing. But I think, you know, she knows how to use all things, these things. It doesn't mean that it's something that she's incorporating into her life every single day. Do you know what I mean? This is not like survivalist living. It's off the grid living, which is an intentional decision that more and more Americans are making. I think especially as we become more, more aware of our role in the environment, the impact that we're having on the environment, which is something that we're certainly all talking about more now, I think it's probably going to be something that is not quite so unheard of in 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 coming years. And in many ways, you know, Maddie Maddie says this when we asked her. She was like, "This isn't. I don't think of these skills that I have as being weird. I don't think of." you know, that I'm special. I would disagree slightly. I think that she is pretty amazing in the skills that she possesses. And um, just, I think, her her knowledge of her surroundings is something that we could all learn from. But I think, you know, there are in many other ways, she's just like a normal teenager, you know, like she, she has favorite TV shows. She has an Instagram account where she sells her beautiful artwork. She sells all her dare hide products on Etsy you know so she's definitely connected but she chooses I think to 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 kind of continue and she's going to continue to live that lifestyle so I think that is maybe my biggest takeaway and what I'd love to people to think about after seeing this piece is that it's a decision that you can make and it's definitely doable and it's hard work but I think as you can see from learning a little bit about Maddie that there are ways in which that really does like pay dividends in her outlook and kind of her perspective on on life. I think that that's a really important distinction, the distinction between off the grid living and sort of this more extreme survivalist thing, um, which, you know, you made sure to clarify that Maddie's life is not that. Will you talk a little bit more about sort of the difference there? Yeah. So I think off the grid living, as I mentioned earlier, it, it takes many different forms and can look really different for many people. Nathan runs an outdoor skills education center. And so for him, teaching Maddie and her sister Cora how to shoot, how to use a like a bow and arrow, these are not only like, yes, they are practical skills. But when I talk to Nathan and Maddie about like, what they kind of do together for fun like they go they go mountain biking they shoot bow and arrows because for them it's quite they 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 use the word meditative which i really liked they were kind of like this is it's quite a um an introspective skill you're focusing on a target and and it really is a recentering meditative exercise right so there's that element and then i think off the grid living is more of a decision to live sustainably rather than to have these survival skills that yes you need those because if you're going to hunt and kill your own meat then 
you need to be able to do that. But I think that's secondary, honestly, to the to the living a life that is really intentional and that is centered on and focused on knowing how you fit into this ecosystem around you and that ecosystem being an incredibly important part of all of this again that was what Maddie said was the reason she wanted to hike the AT was she knows this ecosystem and I think once you do that and and you make the decision to live off grid then you are living a much more sustainable life than probably 90% of Americans are living so yeah I think that is definitely a, a really important distinction because I'm sure there are people who are living survival first lifestyles and and definitely the skills that Maddie and her sister and Nathan have are impressive and could definitely like help you in a bind. But I think the focus is just being more aware of your impact on the earth and your surroundings. Yeah. And I think that Even if you don't live completely off the grid like Maddie and her father, you can incorporate elements of their lifestyle and sort of some of the skills that they've learned into your own life just to to get a little bit closer to living a more sustainable life. And I think that's kind of my takeaway, too, is like, yes, people may be choosing to live off the grid more and more, but also we can learn from Maddie and just incorporate those elements into our own lives. Yeah, absolutely. And I think as, you know, not to harp on this point, but as we are more aware of our own impact on the planet and our own impact on climate change, it is really important to see. And I think that's what probably Nathan and Maddie would want us to take out of this is that, you know, being aware of your impact on Earth and and your your role in, in the kind of system of how food gets onto your plate is really important. And that is something that we can all incorporate into our thinking. And, you know, we can all maybe start to do our part to be a little bit more sustainable. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Lydia. This was super interesting. And everyone, you know, should make sure to watch this doc. It's it's really awesome. And Maddie is a super amazing, strong, powerful young woman. Agreed. <laughs> Thanks, Sophie. Make sure to watch the full documentary at vice.com. That's it for now. Thanks so much for listening. And make sure to tune in again on Monday for another Vice Guide to Right Now. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.